Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Get paid for your pad episode 75. And this episode is a very special one. Because for the first time in the history of Get Paid for Your Pad, we have a German guest. And obviously, normally we don't allow German people to be on the podcast. There's, uh, but this time we'll make an exception. So, Melanie, welcome to the show. Hi, Jasper. I feel very honored to be on your show. Although yeah. You must be. You must be. <laughs> um, no, I actually really like German people. I just spent uh, a week in Lisbon with a lot of German people. And they were all digital nomads, and Melanie was was one of them. So we went to Lisbon, and we masterminded, and we worked, and we exchanged experiences, and we partied a little bit as well, uh, which was pretty fun. Um, so uh, so yeah, how was how was that? How did you enjoy it? I really did enjoy it. Um, it was great um, to meet other people that are traveling a lot and working online and. Um, be very creative and exchange ideas and get feedback for your own ideas. So mm-hmm. yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think and, we had a great and, time. And for those who don't know what digital nomads are, they're basically people who do not have a, uh, a job that ties them to a certain location. So it's typically people who work uh, on- online, either as a freelancer or they run the website. And, uh, and so uh, they can travel wherever they want to go. And uh, what, what typically happens is that people tend to congregate in certain areas because it's kind of lonely uh, by yourself. So, um, and now there's all these people who organize conferences and work camps and all sorts of masterminds, events, etc., where we all meet each other. And it's, uh, yeah, it's usually a lot of fun. So. so that's what a digital nomad is. So can you tell us uh, a bit about your background, man? Um, yes, so I, I've been working in the field of online marketing for the past uh, years, um, like in a company and not being a digital nomad. So I was, uh, I have my home base in Germany, in Freiburg, in the Black Forest region. And since July of this year, so very new, I have started uh, basically to be a digital nomad and work online um, as a freelancer in online marketing and I have also I'm also developing right now my own blog which will be um, a blog about my vegan lifestyle and traveling so I'm very excited to see where all this journey goes so you recently quit your job right right just a couple months ago just a couple months ago how did that feel very good, very freeing, very nice. Was your boss sad to see you leave? Um, well, I mean, I've been working there for four years, and I think 
it was time to leave and it was okay, okay. for them. But I still have contact to my colleagues. We didn't, you know, go in the bed or anything. So, so now uh, you are planning to travel the world? <laughs> um, yes. Um, I mean, um, I think digital nomad nomads um, are not necessarily have to travel constantly. So I like to have some place where I can come back to. Um, but I would like to live in the south of Europe and then travel from there. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm planning on traveling more. But I've been, even with my corporate job, actually, I've been traveling a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> also the last year. So um, even that, I think, is not an excuse not to travel. So it's still possible. Mm-hmm. And what are the countries that you would like to travel to? Um, the countries I would like to travel to um, are like Europe. First of all, I like to see more of Europe, like south of Italy, um, Spain, France, and Eastern Europe. And um, except that, well, like everywhere, basically, like Asia, Thailand, um, Indonesia, South Africa, I think is very interesting in South America. So there are some places on my list <laughs> that I want to go. So. Yeah, that's uh, some exciting places. So, but I uh, think you have more experience uh, with that than I do. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've been on the road almost five years now. Actually, yeah, yeah pretty much five years. So um, I'm still still loving it. Yeah. So tell us about Airbnb. How did you hear of Airbnb? Um, I started um, Airbnb as an Airbnb guest. So when I was traveling two years ago, um, because all the hotel, uh, well, I was, I think, in the south of France and in Nice, and the hotels were all very expensive. So I was searching for an alternative to have a, to have a stay um, that was not breaking my bank account. And then this is how I found Airbnb and I stayed with a very nice couple in their flat. And um, it was such a great experience because, um, yeah, you instantly have contact with local people and we, we went to have dinner together and, um, yeah, we had a great time. And so I was thinking, wow, that's really a cool concept. You know, you invite people to stay with you in your house, um, which allows you basically to have money yourself to travel to other places. So, um, so I started um, to rent one room in my place as well, and I put up an ad on Airbnb. And yes, since then I'm yeah renting my room or one room in my apartment uh, to people all over the world and. Yeah, it has been great. I had people from literally everywhere till now, from like Japan to South Korea to USA, uh, India, Europe, so all kinds of places. I was still, (laughs) because Freiburg is such a little town, I was amazed by how many people from all over the world come there to visit, Mm -hmm. but 
it's actually really like that. <laughs> so, so when you started out, did you immediately get inquiries? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I think I was one of, uh, when I started Airbnb, um, there were actually not so many people doing it in my city. When, when was this, by the way? Um, it was like one year ago. Okay. Yeah. And it's interesting because one question I, I get a lot from, from listeners and from, from readers is they, they ask me if they can do Airbnb in their city because they always say, well, I don't live in a major city. You know, I don't yeah. live in like Amsterdam or New York or Berlin. Or, yeah. And, uh, and they, sometimes they say, well, I don't see a lot of other people doing it. Yeah. So I'm really not sure if, if I'm going to get any guests. Yeah, but especially then you probably get more guests because. <laughs> well, exactly. It's a, so you know, if, if nobody's hosting, then you know <laughs> nobody can can stay uh, yeah. can stay there. So you know, I always tell people, you know, just create a listing. It's free. Yeah, just try and it. And it only takes a couple hours. And and you know, yeah. if you don't get inquiries, then uh, you know you can find something else. Yeah. But uh, so in your case, you live in Freiburg in Germany. Now I assume that most people who are listening have probably never heard of this city. Um, is it how big is your city? How many people live there? Oh, it's like two hundred thousand. So it's only two hundred thousand inhabitants. Yeah. It's I'd say it's, it's, it's a fairly a, small. It's a small city, especially for Germany. You know, there's some really yeah, big cities. No, it's in Germany. not so big. That's why I say it's a reasonable small city. But the Black Forest is reasonable. Um, famous, I think, the Black Forest region. So still people want to see it and there's a lot of tourism. But there are also a lot of hotels and bed and breakfast and other right. places. So in the end, if you are traveling, um, you have a lot of options, but still um, Airbnb is going going well. So mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's another thing to look at. If you're wondering if, if your place is a good place to start an Airbnb, just look if there's uh, any hotels around, because if there's hotels, then there's demand for accommodation, which means there should be a, a demand for Airbnb as well. Yeah, right. And I think a good strategy is also to start with a like lower price. That's, that's what I did. So I started with a lower price. And then once I had my first like 10 reviews or something, um, I, I increased the price and I also asked uh, people that were staying for me for feedback um, while they were staying with me because I, I realized that after they gone, so even if you write them, they, they don't give you that much of a feedback. But if you ask them directly, they will give you feedback also. Mm -hmm. Did you have any concerns before you started hosting? Um, yes, I did. Actually, I did. Well, I did feel a little weird, like renting my house to strangers, basically. Um, so it is. Um, oh, sorry, because no. you're renting out a, a spare room, right? It's not right. you don't rent out your entire house, right? So I live there too. So I think it's different if you just have a place where you don't live. Probably, um, I live in my place too. So yes, you don't want someone to make a mess or you know steal something or make trouble or get in trouble with your neighbors because they're loud or 
I don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> any concerns you can have. But um, yeah, so far, uh, I've not had problems with anyone. I feel that people that do Airbnb are generally very open-minded people and friendly people. And also, I I also request on my page that people, if they want to rent my room, they should please write me a message like where they come from, how they, why they're staying in Freiburg and, you know, just because I think it's a personal experience and I want to know something about people before I confirm my booking. So if I have the feeling that someone is like not a friendly person or he writes me something, you know, strange, then I just don't accept a booking. Mm-hmm. But so far, um, I had a good feeling of when people actually um, write me a nice message with their reasons and so on. That they, um, yeah, that if I have a good feeling, then normally uh, before the booking, then normally it turns out fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And what was the main reason why you started hosting on Airbnb, even though you had some concerns? Um, well, I think, uh, first I learned also in Airbnb that, um, for some concerns, um, you are covered. So for example, they offer this insurance So if something really, you know, and also you can ask for, um, a caution, no, a commission fee. Um, you mean the deposit? A deposit, right. So right. if someone really steals something or breaks something or, does something wrong, you you can actually um, uh, um, have the deposit. Mm-hmm. So I think there are some security things on Airbnb. Um, also, people have to verify their ID and so on. And so, and that's for example what I also always do. As soon as someone checks in, I make a copy uh, of their ID. And people understand that you know, in every hotel, you have to do you have to give your ID too. So um, that's what makes me feel more secure. Mm-hmm. And like I say, with, uh, with having more people coming, I, I just got a, a better feeling about that. And yeah, I just wanted to uh, try it out. And the main reason also, yeah, I just wanted to try it out despite my concerns and <laughs> see if my concerns are really... Um, yeah, are really true or not. And like I said, till now they've not been true. So mm-hmm. so you ask every single guest for a copy of their ID? Yes, yeah. Okay, and then the guests don't never mind? No, they understand. Yeah. I say, I, I take, I give them the key and I say as a, you know, as a deposit or as a guarantee for the key, I would like to make a copy of your ID and mm-hmm. most people Hmm. Totally agree with that. I mean, interesting. Yeah, I've yeah. never heard that before, but uh, yeah, I said it's cool. Well, because I, I think it's clear to people that also I want to know with whom I'm dealing. So you know, yeah, it's and fine. Mean, and maybe you want to check that the person who's standing in front of your door is actually the person who booked your Airbnb in the yeah. first place. <laughs> Which also makes a lot of sense because yeah. you know I, I recently did a post on. Uh, on all the the horror stories that are out there, you know, yeah. there, um, there's a, there's a bunch of them, and yeah, I, I don't remember, I remember horror stories. What, what's that? I don't want to read horror stories. 
So maybe you had concerned again. No, so maybe you should close your ears for a little bit as I talk about it. But, uh, so there was one story of where things went completely wrong. I think it was somewhere in Canada where the uh, some Airbnb guests uh, really made a huge mess and, and broke a lot of stuff in the apartment. And, and so when the owners came back, they were they were kind of in shock. And they mm. had, uh, I don't know, they had a lot of damages. So Airbnb ended up paying for all the damages. But yeah. still, it's a pretty, uh, you know, it's obviously a really bad experience. Right. But one thing that struck me was that... Uh, the the people who showed up at the apartment, they weren't the people that originally booked the Airbnb. Oh. So, oh. And and so, you know, I was thinking if if I wanna uh, if I wanna rent an Airbnb for the sake of like throwing a huge party and you know and making a huge mess, I mean, not that I would do something like that, but I imagine that the the people who would, you know, they would do anything to make sure that they won't. They won't be able to track them, right? Right. And yeah. so I think uh, I think verifying somebody's identity is uh, is not a bad idea at all. Yeah. Because no. that definitely would have prevented uh, this this experience. Uh, yeah. So. But I even uh, have written this, I think, in my description, so um, that I take the verification. So you know, if someone really doesn't want to do it, then mm -hmm. they just don't have to book my apartment so right. if they agree with that yeah that's good yeah yeah you don't want but to like uh, i said most people completely understand that i want to have some verification in in exchange for my keys to mm -hmm. my house so they, so do you interact a lot with your guests during their stay or um, I do. Well, like I said, I'm living there as well. So um, I'm not renting a whole apartment. I'm renting a room in my apartment where I live myself. So, um, but it, it's different uh, for every person, actually. There are persons that come for work, for example, and they just work all day. And then in the evening, they are tired and, you know, want to be by themselves. So I leave them alone. Um, and then... There are other people that really like, you know, talking and then, so it's, it's very different. It depends on the guests and I try to really, um, yeah, uh, be, <laughs> be kind of like my guests, uh, like to be. So if they want to have their, their quiet time, I, I respect that. And sometimes I need my quiet time too, mm -hmm. right? Um, how, do you let, how do you let your guests know if you need your quiet time? Well, I mean, I just, you know, if I if I want to go to bed early, I just say, okay, um, I just need to do some some work, or I I need to go to bed early today, so that's mm -hmm. fine. And then I just go to my room and close the door, and then right. You know, I and think it's clear that. But I had also guests which you know we made dinners together, or I showed them around Freiburg, and we had coffee, or went on a trip together. So. Yeah, it really depends on the person. Mm -hmm. If you really, sometimes you meet great persons and you just say, hey, you know, you want to see something and I, I take you on a trip. And if I have the time in this moment and the person mm -hmm. is interesting, interested, why not? So. And do you share any of the other uh, spaces in your apartment, like a living room, a kitchen, etc.? Yeah, I share the kitchen and the bathroom. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So um, we shared that, and, but that works well 
do, tip, do people typically, because, I, I, you know, this is interesting for me because I, you know, I never meet really my guests yeah. um, because I rent out my, my whole apartment. Yeah. But I always wonder, do, do people cook a lot or do they go out, you know, yeah. do they go out for food or do you cook together? I, I guess it, it depends. But yeah. what's, what's, the, what's most common? Um, that also really depends on the guests, but I think most people that come for work or for a short uh, weekend trip, they, um, they go out to eat. They don't cook so much. They store something in the fridge for, fridge for breakfast and stuff, but they don't really mm-hmm. cook. But then there are also people that, you know, sometimes they stay one or two weeks and they really, um, kind of uh, maybe just move to Freiburg and are about to find a place or something. And then they, mm-hmm. they also cook, but mostly like tourists or people that come for work, they, they go out to eat mm-hmm. most of the time. Do you time. provide anything for your guests, like breakfast or drinks or? Um, I provide um, coffee and tea in the morning. I've tried to do breakfast as an option, but I felt it doesn't work very well <laughs> because, um, you know, I have to buy a lot of stuff and if people just stay one day, then, um, so I bought one time, I bought a lot of stuff and, and they, then they didn't eat it. And it's also maybe because I'm, I, I'm on a vegan diet, so it's hard for me to provide, you know, other stuff than vegan stuff because it, it I have to throw it out if I if the guests don't eat it, and um, yeah, I kind of felt that most guests. I offered it for a while, but actually, not many uh, for like an extra fee of like I think seven euros a day or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt also that most people, you know, buy their own breakfast anyway. They they don't even want it to to have that. So now I just say okay tea and coffee is included and everything else they they buy themselves or go to the there's like a bakery next door so i also recommend that for breakfast um, and people go there or they just buy their own things mm-hmm. yeah and who was your most re- remarkable or most rem- memorable guest oh my most memorable guest <laughs> Um, I had a girl once from Canada and she was really nice. Um, I think she stayed for like one week and we had a lot of fun. It was like having a really cool roommate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, so, and with her, I also did some trips and we, you know, we did some stuff together. So yeah, it was really nice, uh, hanging out with her and we had some interesting conversations uh, during her stay. Mm-hmm. And uh, what? How do you price your listing? How do you determine the prices? Um, I for the moment I also use this tool from Airbnb that sets the prices. Mm-hmm. But now I want to also try out this tool that you recommended <laughs> last week. And um, else I just, um, yeah, generally have higher prices in the summer yeah, uh, because this is more, 
like a most touristy time. I experienced that in the winter month, uh, not so many people um, yeah, come to Freiburg to make vacation. So um, I have a lower price in the winter time. But except that, I just still try out, you know, different prices. And um, I also look um, how the other places that are on Airbnb in my same region um, set their prices. Yeah, mm -hmm. basically it. And before that, you how did you come up with your base price? Did you just look at some other listings and... I looked at some other listings, right? Um, but I also thought about, you know, also what is it worth to me to to rent out my room and not have, you know, not have my whole apartment for this time. So um, there's a certain point where you say, okay, for, I don't know, like five euros a day, it's just not worth it to do it, right? So, yeah. Um, I yeah. Think so. <laughs> so, um, yes. But I compared with other other um, prices, and then you know in the dashboard you also can see how many people look at your place. So um, if I if I for example have a high price and I see okay now no one's looking at it, then I might set my price lower a little bit. But mm -hmm. in general, I have higher prices in the summer month than than in the winter. Yeah, that makes sense because I think in the winter it's a little bit cold, right? In Freiburg. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> do you, are you? How often do you have guests? Do you have your? Do you rent it out full time the room, or is it certain periods? Or? No, I don't rent it out full time, and um, so it really depends. I mean, I could rent it out full time if I I have enough requests to rent it out full time, but um, yeah, it depends also. Yeah, I just, I just uh, also like to see the people. So I, um, you know, if I don't like a person or if the person is not sympathetic to me, like I said before, I don't accept a booking. So, mm -hmm. so I, you're you're fairly selective. I am a bit selective with my guests, like because, like I said, I also live there, and mm -hmm. I don't want to share my apartment with with uh, someone that's not resonating with me so mm -hmm. um but um yes i could rent it out um probably um a lot more if i really would wanted it but um now i just i think like on average like two weeks a month something like that two weeks a month okay and yeah. and do you uh do you cover part of your rent with Yes. Income or how how much? What percentage of the rent are you able to cover with, with um, two weeks? It's just one room out of how many rooms are in your place? Two. Two rooms. So it's like your room and the spare room. Right. Um. How much of my rent on average? I would say like seventy, eighty percent. Seventy, eighty percent. Yeah. Okay. So you're not paying a lot of rent. I don't. That's I good. don't pay a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I actually I invested to go to other places too, and yeah. Okay. And I don't rent my room when I'm traveling, so that's why um, normally 
I don't rent my room when I'm traveling myself, so then it's empty. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you ever considered renting out your entire apartment when you were away? Um, I, I, no, because I have a lot of personal stuff there in my room, so uh, I would have to remove everything from that room. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So uh, what's some of the tips that you can give to Airbnb hosts who are either just starting out or, or those who are thinking about starting an Airbnb but haven't decided yet? Um, yeah, I would um, recommend um, to start with a lower price and just try it out, try some different prices, see how it works, how the feedback is. And if you are still... Um, like I said, unsecure or have concerns, um, do like I do. Be selective with your guests. You know, ask them questions. Don't be shy to to ask questions where they come from, why they why they want to stay in your place, what's their background. So I always feel like if I know something about the person, I feel more secure and um, yeah. Uh, make sure it's a real person because sometimes you also get like spam emails. I have the feeling, and um, yeah, you don't you don't want to do that. <laughs> and one one, yeah. la one last question. Uh, I, I remember when I uh, met you in uh, in Lisbon, you told me you really wanted to read the book. Yes, I, I read it. For your pad. And so I'm very curious. Did you read it? I read it. Yes, you did. Oh. I did. Well, <laughs> let us know your thoughts. Yeah. That was interesting. Um, I, I like the book. I think it's a good book for people that just start out. Um, you, I think you did a good job to explain the basic um, basic functions of Airbnb. Um, that was something that I already knew because I've already doing it for a while mm -hmm. but there still have been some things that um that uh, i learned something too so for example um i never thought about how i can increase my listing and there are certain techniques to <laughs> kind of move your listing to the top right mm -hmm. so um yeah all the criteria criteria for that um were new for me, or a lot of them were new for me. So um, yes, I think it's a good book for people that start out, but even if you are hosting for a while, you might still learn something from the book. Awesome. Yeah? Well, I'm glad you learned something, <laughs> <laughs> even though you're an experienced host. And uh, for those who are interested in the book, if you go to Amazon and you search for Airbnb, our book is still showing up on the number one spot. There's a lot of other books about Airbnb now. There's, there's a few of them coming out every month, it looks like. There's almost 100 books on Airbnb now. And so I'm very, uh, yeah. I'm very happy that, uh, that our book is, is still on the, on the number one spot. So if you want to read it, you can check it out on Amazon. But also you can go to getpaidforyourpet.com where we have a lot of free resources. You can sign up for our mailing list and we'll send you some, uh, some really helpful emails with lots of information. And so uh, with that, uh, we have come to the end of this episode. So Melanie, thank you so much for your time. It's been really cool to chat to you, to the first German guest. 
I think maybe we'll do a few more now. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.